The case of lighting ballast control versus Phillips challenges the Federal Circuit's de novo standard of review in claim construction cases, one of the most important processes during a patent trial. Finnegan partner Dory Hines joins us now to review the questions before the court and the potential impact once a decision is issued. Dory, what are the main arguments before the Federal Circuit in lighting ballast control versus Phillips? Well, the main issue before the court is whether it should reconsider one of its earlier decisions. That's a decision from 1998 in the Cyborg case. And the issue raised there and now being reconsidered by the Federal Circuit is whether claim construction should be reviewed de novo, that is, as if for the first time at the Federal Circuit, or if there should be some deference to district court judges, trial judges, on the interpretation of patent claims. And why is claim construction so important in a patent case? Claim construction essentially drives the decisions on infringement and validity, the two main issues that are decided in every patent case. For example, the meaning of a patent claim and what a certain term in a patent means can determine whether or not an accused product meets that claim or does not. So, for example, if there's no question or no dispute about what components a structure has or how a product operates, the parties agree on that, then determining what that patent claim means, the claim construction issue, will determine whether that product falls within or without the patent claim. Now, Dora, if the court abandons the de novo standard of review, what other options for review could the court take? Well, that was the big issue that was addressed in the lighting ballast case. That was the issue addressed by the parties and also by the many amici who submitted briefs. There is a range of options available to the court. One is that claim construction can include both questions of law and questions of fact. And for the questions of law, the court should continue a de novo review. That is, the appeals court will continue reviewing those issues with no deference to the district court. But on the factual questions the Federal Circuit would defer to the trial court on its factual findings. What's the potential impact from this case on patent litigation? It will be quite interesting. And because claim construction is so important and drives the decisions on infringement and invalidity, the impact on patent litigation could be quite enormous. For example, if a district court makes a claim construction determination and considers, for example, expert testimony. And expert testimony is considered, and the consideration of expert testimony is considered factual. And the district court will be given deference on that issue. An appellant at the federal circuit will have a much more difficult time overturning that decision on appeal. Some argue now that with the de novo standard of review, an appellant essentially gets a do-over at the federal circuit on claim construction issues. Another potential impact of changing the review standard on claim construction is that the reversal rate of district courts by the federal circuit on claim construction issues will be lowered. A study in 2010 indicated that around 33% of federal circuit decisions on claim construction were reversals of district court decisions, which is extraordinarily high as compared to other civil litigation where the reversal rate is about 7 to 18%. By changing the standard of review and not having a completely de novo standard of review, one suggested impact is that reversal rate could be lowered. Another potential impact of changing the standard of review uh, of the cyborg decision in lighting ballast 
is a risk of less uniformity in decisions. The Federal Circuit was created to have uniformity in patent decisions across all the district courts that decide patent cases. The argument is that if there is more deference to district court judges resulting in the Federal Circuit not reviewing claim construction issues anew, there will be less uniformity across the district courts. It is an open question whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but there is a concern about reducing uniformity in the claim construction process. And in fact, that issue was addressed by several of the judges during the oral argument. With 21 amici briefs filed in this case, why are technology companies so eager to weigh in on this particular case? Well, it is because claim construction is such a central issue in patent cases, and the decision in this case would affect any company or party with an interest and an involvement in patent litigation. And the extent and range of the amici participation was quite varied in this case. On one side of the spectrum, there were a number of large companies submitting the view that there shouldn't be any change in the standard at all. For example, Microsoft, Cisco, Dell, Intel, Google, and HP all submitted amici submissions suggesting to the court that no change at all be made to the cyborg standard and that claim construction should continue to be reviewed de novo on appeal. On the very other end of that spectrum, Lighting Ballast, one of the parties in the case, argued that the standard should be completely scrapped. That is, there should be complete deference by the Federal Circuit on every issue of claim construction. And then in the middle were a lot of other parties and interested individuals who said it should be split. There should be some deference on certain issues. That is, what was characterized as historical facts um, and the, the fact component of claim construction and that the, the remainder issues in the specification, issues in the prosecution history should be reviewed de novo by the Federal Circuit. So in sum, the impact is because claim construction is central and must be done in every case, any party with an interest in patent cases would have an interest in having it say. Our guest has been Dory Hines, a partner at Finnegan, one of the largest IP law firms in the world. For more commentary on intellectual property news and issues, to listen to other podcasts, and to receive additional information on the firm, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan.